And Dennis Stewart joining me, Jane Klein. Dennis, uh, last week we talked about foods and how they might help as far as cancer goes, people with cancer, resisting cancer. and uh, So there's been quite a lot of interest in that topic. There has, Jane. As I was saying before we came on air, subsequent to our discussions last week, uh, many people have rung in uh, requesting information about the book that we were referring to, Foods That Fight Cancer, by the two Canadians. Many also came into the rooms at Alma Road and received the sheet on foods that fight cancer from that book. And interestingly, uh, quite a number of people rang up inquiring about uh, maximising the benefits of tomatoes, of all things, and also uh, questioned us or questioned me on aspects of of turmeric. So I thought what we might do first up this morning is just look at um, tomato and lycopene again and also look at turmeric and the way of harnessing it to its maximum. Foods. Foods as therapy is such yeah. an interesting um, topic. But tomatoes, for some reason, you yeah, seem look, to it's, it's <laughs> be surprised that tomatoes... Well, I think it's, I think it's um, a novel thing to talk about the way in which a particular food has so much potential, particularly for male problems. And last week, we were talking about tomato and the eating of the tomato, and we emphasised, and I need to emphasise it again today because there was quite a lot of interest about this, that if one is to get the maximum benefit, uh, particularly as far as what's called the lycopene content from the tomato, one has to, A, make sure the tomato is ripe, and secondarily, and this is most important, realise that cooked tomato is preferable as far as extracting the lycopene content. So in most literature now, they are suggesting that lycopene extraction from the food is best achieved by frying it, say, in olive oil. So that's very important because very frequently you can eat a food and you may not maximise on its benefits. The, the thing about the tomato is, as we said last week, it contains a vital constituent known as lycopene. Now, that is so vital that it needs to be emphasised on the program today because even in the Australian newspaper today, and I'm sure they're listening to our program, Jane, even in the Australian newspaper, a very good article on, on, on health measures, particularly for men, uh, stipulated that uh, lycopene, and I quote, lycopene found in tomatoes is linked to the prevention of prostate cancer. But they also went on to say Finnish researchers, Finnish researchers found that high levels of lycopene in the blood of middle-aged men also reduced or lowered the risk of stroke. Now, for those two purposes, uh, improving the health or the potential health of the prostate and perhaps also lessening the likelihood of stroke, it's important, therefore, that we maximise on one of our most common foods, and it is common, And if we're going to get the lycopene from it, and if you're a male interested in maintaining prostate health, based on what we spoke about last week from the book Foods That Fight Cancer by the two Canadian PhDs, and based upon what we know, you must, I would suggest as a male, accelerate your ingestion of tomatoes or do as I do. Every morning, my wife will vouch for it, I take three capsules of lycopene to augment my fried tomato breakfast. (laughs) Tomatoes. Well, one of the other foods we spoke about last week was turmeric, and uh, James has rung in from Carrington with a comment about or a question about turmeric. What's your question, James? Uh, my question is, um, I've read somewhere where if you're on blood thinners, you shouldn't be taking turmeric. Is that right or not? 
oh, look, I think there'll be a difference between using, say, something like turmeric as a food and perhaps using the isolate curcumin from it. Um, always when one is taking a blood thinner, one has to be cautious about uh, what one eats and what one takes, even as complementary medicine. But to be fair, turmeric, as far as I can read and see, is not something that is likely to significantly compromise a person, a person's medication, particularly when it is used as a food and not as an isolate. Curcumin is the isolate from it. The major active principle is more likely, in my opinion, to precipitate a problem. But I have not read, and I'd be very surprised, if the regular healthy use of turmeric as part of our diet had any significant impact on blood thinning well, medication. So what you're suggesting is to put it in your food, right? Yeah, look, I think, I think um, wherever possible, James, and I say this to listeners generally, wherever possible, um, try to see food as your best medicine. I uh, have said before, and I know some have been offended in the industry for my saying this, that we as Australians pop too many uh, supplements and we bypass frequently the benefit of the food. Not always in a supplement uh, do, can you get uh, what is obtained in the food. And my view there is even with something like turmeric and, and other substances that we've spoken about, even, even say the tomato, you're much better wherever possible to start to structure a diet around these foods about which you know uh, some benefits as far as the health, uh, health benefits rather than go and purchase extracts which usually speaking are concentrated around a major active principle. Thanks. Is there, is there um, a certain amount you, should, you think you should take a day even if you only just sprinkle it on your food? What's this, turmeric? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, um, if you look at some cultures, of course, um, they would have it every day. Uh, say in Indian culture, it would be found in curry. So you, yeah. might, you might say <laughs> curry a day if you can handle it <laughs> would give you perhaps all the turmeric you needed. But no, look, it's, it's, it's one of these things that, um, that is recommended by the two Canadians to be used on a daily basis. And in their, in their book, Foods That Fight Cancer, they emphasise that to, to, to get the best benefit out of turmeric, it should also be taken uh, with another spice or herb called black pepper. And uh, right, yeah. that black pepper functions as a synergist and so I have suggested, and we do it ourselves, uh, just get, if you like, from the supermarket or the health food store, some uh, turmeric powder, uh, get hold of some black pepper powder, uh, two parts turmeric, one part black pepper, and say use on a daily basis, a teaspoonful of that, to get the potential benefits of turmeric that we spoke about last week. And this is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And uh, just talking about um, foods and tomatoes in particular, as we have been, Steve's just rung up um, Dennis and is asking, is there any benefit to fresh tomatoes or uh, canned tomatoes? Do you get okay. the same thing out of canned tomatoes? In my opinion, and this might surprise some listeners, in my opinion, there wouldn't be any difference. In fact, one might argue that a canned tomato product might be a better quality than a poorly harvested, unripe or unripened, sold tomato. Remember what we said last week. We're talking about tomato being used essentially as a medicine containing a principle called lycopene. And the two Canadians that we keep referring to even suggested that a regular use of tomato sauce, um, tomato paste, and certainly high-quality canned tomatoes uh, 
which would represent pick-of-the-crop stuff, otherwise they wouldn't be canned. I think that coincides with what the Canadians and my research suggests, that really it doesn't matter what form of tomato you're using, organically grown or non-organically grown, it is the tomato and in the lycopene content in it, regardless of what preparation of the tomato you're using. Thank you for that question, Steve. Um, Annette has rung 49216216 from Curry Curry. And Annette, you've got a a question for Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Um, Annette. How are you? Good, thank you. I missed Josh last week. Oh, what a pity. Um, I had to get a carcinoma taken off my face. Yes. Which I've got um, nine stitches. Yes. And my husband's been researching, trying to work out what is the best thing for me to put on that scar to help the scar. And it's quite contradictive. Um, I always thought vitamin E was good. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the research on the internet is saying not so. I was wondering if you'd be able to help me to purchase something that I know is going to help the scar on my face. Okay. Have you discussed this with your doctor? I haven't yet. I've got to go back to her next week. Okay. Is, is, the, is the scar of such a significant nature that it's going to be that visible when, it, when oh, it's yes. complete? It is. Okay. Yeah, I've got nine stitches. Okay. Well, look. Not if, all external. Okay. Uh, some are internal, but okay. it's quite, you can see the cut, uh, cut right okay. down my cheek, actually. Anything you apply topically, uh, first of all, must be um, properly prepared so that the product you're using has uh, substances in it that hinder any uh, passage of of infection. But the herb that's most popularly used, particularly in Europe, is a herb called Centella Asiatica. Centella Asiatica, uh, sometimes called um, uh, Gotchicola, but Centella Asiatica is the best name to look it up on the net. Get your husband to get on the net and look at Centella Asiatica as a topical application used to address scarring and to promote healing. Okay. Could you just spell that, please, so I've got okay. the correct spelling? Centella, C-E-N-T-E-L-L-A. Centella Asiatica, A-S-I-A Asiatica. Like from Asia. Thank yeah, you from Asia. Much for that. Now have have a look at that. But again, again, before you start to self treat, um, you must uh, convey uh, your enthusiasm to do something about this to your GP, so that he or she can monitor the process and make sure that it goes well. If the Centella Asiatica um, doesn't do the job. Never, ever forget, and let me emphasize this, never, ever forget the topical potential of honey preparations. Wow. And I can, uh, I can vouch for that. I, in my rooms yesterday, I saw a very, very elderly gentleman who has had a very, very nasty and slow healing, potentially dangerous varicose ulcer, and a couple of weeks on the Melderma honey ointment has changed the whole direction of that man's lesion. Now, I'm not saying that that necessarily is better than Centella Asiatica, but look up both Centella Asiatica and look up also honey-based preparations to promote healing, fast healing, with less scarring. Excellent. 49216216 is the number for your questions. Barbara, you've rung in from Coal Point. Hello, how are you? Hello, Barbara, how are you? I'm getting better. You've had pancreatitis. I sure have. That's a nasty one, isn't it? It was. Inflammation of the pancreas. It took me for a six, I tell you. Is your first episode? Yes. And you've 
medicos have obviously fully investigated you. Yeah, I was in hospital for a while. Yes. Yes, and starved me for a few days. Yes. And let the pancreas have a rest. But yes. what, what I'm after is some information about the diet I'm now on. What sort of a diet do you want? A low-fat diet? Yes. Yes. You're under a dietitian, are you? No, I'm waiting. I've been waiting for two weeks for them to get back to me, but they haven't. Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, the reason you would be placed on a on a, a low fat diet for the time being is that your pancreas has a lot to do with what's called fat metabolism, mm-hmm. and by seeking to reduce the fatty content of your diet, they're further, I presume, they're further encouraging the resting period of the right. pancreas. Right. So that's the logic behind it. Is your GP managing you, or are yes, you un- he is. okay? Yes. Well, if you, um, I think perhaps. It might be worthwhile arranging to have a meeting with your GP expressing your concern and your eagerness mm. to be placed on this prophylactic diet because you certainly don't want to experience another episode. No, I don't. Now, you, your whole biliary system has been checked. You've got no gallstones or anything like that, have you? No. So no, that's all I've been checked that, out. I had all that out. Yes, that's many good. Many years ago. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, what I suggest you do is um, follow it up, express your concern, get on the diet and see where that takes you. Yeah. Um, I see him on Monday. But yes. Well, that's he good. He just told me to look up on the internet on low-fat diet, but mainly they just... It's very confusing. I'm living on fish at the moment. Well, fish is good food. Yeah, good food. And I feel like um, that I've lost a bit of muscle... Ooh, I'd, I'd be surprised if that was related um, to, to fish. That's a protein food. I think probably the crisis you've been through mm. and the restrictive diet that you may have been put on initially and even perhaps a fasting program that you'll put on has mm. had a little bit to do with that. But you okay. see your GP on Monday. I'm sure that he will follow it through for you and ex- express your concern as you have expressed it to me. This is Health Naturally, taking your calls on 49216216. Dennis Stewart is here and ready and waiting, and Dawn has rung in from Musselbrook. Hello, Dawn. Uh, good afternoon, people. Hello, Dawn. Uh, um, I'm taking Turamic. I got it off uh, a Facebook site. Yes. And uh, the way I take it is I mix up two teaspoons of turmeric. Yes. Uh, and some honey. Yes. And some grated black pepper. Ah, now, I make that up overnight. Yes. And uh, I make it into a tea. Good on you. Uh, about half a teaspoon into uh, half a mug of hot water and let it stand for a few minutes. And I find that that's very palatable. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I'm very impressed because what you've done there, you've locked into two uh, very significant principles. You've recognised the the benefits of turmeric, and we spoke about it last week, the powerful benefit that turmeric has on the system, particularly its protective effect on the large bowel. And you've locked into also the importance of appreciating the synergistic relationship that exists between it and black pepper. And interestingly also, you've harnessed one of my most favourite foods, of course, honey. Honey. <laughs> and you've converted something which might be a bit challenging to some people into a very novel and acceptable way of, of using those two important substances. Well done. I'm very well, impressed. It works. I know it I, works. I can't say anything. It works quickly. Isn't that and, lovely? Yeah, you know, I couldn't get out and do shopping if I didn't have my 
turmeric tea before I left because I have arthritis in the feet. Yes. And it is crippling yes. and it's really mutilating my life. And since you've been but, doing this, you've, uh, you've found that you're more mobile? Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Once I take that, I can get through all my morning chores and relax well, isn't that in the t- afternoon. Isn't, isn't that better uh, than uh, going out and purchasing oh. uh, an expensive extract of, of curcumin. Now, I'm not against that, don't get me wrong, yeah. but the way in which you are harnessing turmeric is the ideal way of doing it, A, because it's simple, B, because it's economical, and C, and this is a point that listeners need to appreciate, sometimes when you extract the active chemical from a herb, you may be letting yourself down because the herb itself also contains other principles mm. which help a smaller amount of the active principle work just as well. Mm. So your use of turmeric for your mobility, for your addressing your arthritic symptoms, uh, confirms the old way of using turmeric, that is, as the herb with black pepper in a takeable form, is mm. a useful way of addressing mobility situations. Well done. We appreciate your telephone call and can we just have the recipe yes give the recipe you're you're fascinated us here your recipe again um i get the turmeric from pat collins up here lovely pat lovely woman made out at mary wall well give pat my personal regards won't you i'll do that it's absolutely fabulous i I get about 250 grams yes and i mix up two teaspoons of the natural turmeric yes and uh, a teaspoon or a teaspoon and a half of honey until it's a thick paste. Yes, yes. And then I grate the uh, the black pepper over the top, probably about half a teaspoon. How about that? Fantastic. Thank you for that. It's a great recipe. Of course, it will be on <laughs> when we make a podcast. Um, you'll be able to listen to all this again, but we've got the recipe here. So thank you very much, Dawn. That was lovely. Health Naturally and 49216216 is the number to ring. And Stacey's done that. Hello, Stacey from Murray's hello. Beach. Yes. Hello, Stacey. Oh, hello. Um, yeah, I was just wondering um, if you could just help me out. I've actually um, having that... I'm suffering a lot from dry mouth. Okay. And, um, yeah, it gets to the point that sort of wakes you up through the night a couple of times. Have you had it investigated, Stacey? I have, because what I've had done was... um, I've had, like, a reconstruction. uh, I think it's called a septal reconstruction. Okay, yeah. And, um, um, yeah, and I've just been using, like, the um, -the over-the-counter products and doing the nasal washes. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it seems to have gotten worse. Sort of um, doesn't seem to be helping at all. So do you think you're... Dryness of the mouth might be related to the fact that you're at night in particular um, breathing through your mouth rather than your nose? Well, the funny thing is, no, I've got my mouth closed. That's okay. the whole thing. And I'm still suffering, yeah, like my tongue feels like leather sort of, you know. But it's not like that during the day? Not through the day, not only, at all. Only, no, only, only at the night. night time, yeah. Is the, atmosphere of your, is the room atmosphere very dry? Uh, no, I just say it's cold, but it's not. I wouldn't say it was dry. But uh, have you got a Have you got a vaporizer or a humidifier? No, no, I haven't. No. Well, well why not think about doing that? Um, okay. Putting a little bit of humidity into the atmosphere. We found that even raising our children was always very useful when they had respiratory problems in particular, yes. um, um, difficulty breathing through their nose or a congested nasal passage. Uh, putting something like um, um, a vaporizer in the room uh, yes. to give some humidity. I'd be doing that before I turned it into a major thing. It seems to yes. me that this is probably a transitory 
or transient symptom associated with the procedure you've had, it's not going to cost you very much money to get a vaporiser. Try no. doing that before you do anything else. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, then, because I've tried the over-counter yeah. products, but yep. no, I'm no, look, just go, go and get yourself a vaporiser in any household. Vaporisers are very, very beneficial, and uh, humidity might be an issue where you are. Uh, with a vaporiser, putting a bit of humidity in the atmosphere might just lessen some of the dryness symptoms. Especially at the moment mm. because it is the air is very, it's very dry, very dry. Around, isn't yep. it? D- do yeah. that, Stacey. Okay, Stacey, thanks for your call. And Ron has rung 49216216. Tomatoes, Ron. Yes, thanks. Hello, Ron. <laughs> Hello. I turn around I live in Acadia Vale and I grow a lot of organic tomatoes. Good. I love me tomatoes. Good. And I turn around and... I read a lot on vegetables. Yes. And one of them, my book said that the benefits of tomatoes are greatly increased by cooking the tomatoes rather than eating them raw. I agree. Totally. Oh. That's what good. we were saying this morning that um, if you are eating a tomato raw, you are likely to not get the maximum extraction of lycopene. All the literature, I say this again for listeners, all the literature that I'm aware of suggests that to maximise the benefits of a tomato, you need two things, ripeness, and secondly, it needs to be cooked, preferably in olive oil, rather than eaten raw. You really made my day. Okay. <laughs> well, keep, keep growing your, your tomatoes, Ron. I might take a trip down there because uh, I'm a great fan of, uh, of locally grown tomatoes. I purchase my tomatoes regularly from a grower just outside of Curry Curry, lovely Italian friend of mine. I'm always on the lookout for, for tomatoes, so you might get a knock on your door. Good. Any, any time. Thank you, Ron. Health Naturally, and we do it for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and we're taking your calls. And at the moment we have Jane, Jan, sorry, from Budgiewoy. Hello, Jan. You've got something for Dennis, a piece of information. Yes, good morning. Hello, Jan. I wondered, hello. I wondered if you were aware of a new supplement on the market for pain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's called palmitoyl ethanol amide, Mm-hmm. which is a great big long chemical compound, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it, it's short, shortened to capital P, capital E, capital A. So if you look that up on the internet, you'll find out all about it. Um, and an old, very, very old lady professor mm-hmm. uh, developed it, isolated on the nerve, um, the part that deals with pain for us. Okay. And she replicated that. She won a Nobel laureate for it. I remember seeing it on the news about six years ago and mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I must track that down mm-hmm. for myself and all my um, patients. I am a worn-out registered nurse. There's plenty okay. of us. <laughs> and so um, I stumbled across this. I have diabetic neur- neuropathy, neuropathy of yes. my feet very, yes. very bad. yes. yes. Some days I can hardly walk yes. with it, yes. but I went into the compounding pharmacy at Hamilton yes. and said to them, is there anything else you can give me other than these vitamin Bs that they mm. isolated and gave me mm. for it, which helped a little, because mm. um, I said I can hardly walk in the heat mm-hmm. or the humidity at all, and the you know, friction on my feet was just a no-no. Sure. So he said, look, you can try these capsules called PEA. It's a supplement. It's only available through them. They took a long time to get it in for Dr. Russo at the pain clinic at John Hunter. I believe he is trialling it with MS patients. 
and it is very helpful for um, diabetic neuropathy of the feet mm. and well of all parts of your body because you do mm. get it all over mm. and um, also osteoarthritis which I suffer mm. from both so I took two capsules I could hardly walk I took two capsules uh, next door in the newsagent when I bought a bottle of water I thought I've just got to try this I'm so desperate and about 15, 20 minutes later, I was dancing to a busker at the markets in Hamilton in the street. I hadn't danced for about 30 Mm. years. Okay. Well, look, I think that's great information. I don't know a lot about the substance, and obviously it's still undergoing some clinical trials or provings. But um, best of luck, and I'm sure that uh, other people with peripheral neuropathy uh, will be interested in that uh, supplement, PEA, you said? EPA, Capital E, capital A. P-E-A. Well, we'll make sure that that is known and uh, we'll do a little bit of research on it. But certainly it's not something that I'm that familiar with. It sounds to be more of a chemical substance rather than a herbal substance, but I'll do a bit of work on it. Sounds good. Thanks for that tip. Thanks, Jan. And uh, we're moving now back to Weston and Steve. Uh, Hello, Steve. More on tomatoes? Yeah, hi, Dennis. Hello, Steve. I'm well, mate. Good, good. Love your show. We listen Thank every, you. every Friday. Thank you. I drive. I drive past Western nearly every day of my life. <laughs> I dig it on the freeway. <laughs> Lovely, um, Dennis. I called earlier about the uh, the benefits of canned tomatoes versus yes. Uh, fresh. Yes. And just an extension on that question, yes. if I could. Yes. We use or cook a lot of Italian based dishes. Good. Uh, Good. Tomatoes, Good. onion, garlic, fresh Good. parsley, rosemary, and so on. Great. Are there any ingredients that um, would take away the lycopene benefits um, that tomatoes give in the cooking process? No. Lycopene, as far as I'm aware, is very stable mm-hmm. and it is it would not be recommended or the tomato would not be recommended to be processed in the way that we've been talking about this morning if it led to any degradation of lycopene. On sure. the contrary, uh, a lot of people think that raw... And cold foods and raw, and particularly raw foods, uh, allow you to maximise the benefit of a, of a food. That's not so. Uh, raw food diets are not necessarily the best diets, and many substances have to be exposed to heat and a cooking process in order to liberate some of their beneficial chemicals. So if you're using traditional Italian food and and dietary ideas, um, I can assure you they would not have developed over such a long period of time if those foods questioned in any way uh, the benefits coming from the foods that were being cooked. Okay, thanks very much, Dennis. Good on you, Steve. This is Health Naturally, and we've been taking your calls. Melissa's rung in from Singleton. Hello, you've got a question for Dennis, Melissa. Uh, yeah, hi. Hello, Melissa. Um, hi, Dennis. Yeah, um, I recently was diagnosed with fatty liver. Yes. And um, my, my plan was to actually end up making an appointment and coming and seeing you about it. Um, I just found it... Um, like with. With my doctor, she she wasn't very explanatory as to how to deal with it. Okay. Well, um, w- within within the mainstream medical approach, I think uh, apart from giving some dietary advice, there might not be a lot that would be offered. But in our system of medicine, particularly when one thinks about herbal medicine, there are what are called lipotropic substances. Lipo meaning fat, tropic meaning dissolving or getting rid of. And okay. there, are, there are certain lipotropic herbs 
which have long been used to address the symptoms of fatty liver. Sometimes fatty liver manifests itself in nausea. Sometimes it will manifest itself in even in uh, elevated liver enzymes. And despite despite the controversy and perhaps even scepticism from mainstream medical uh, procedures or treatments, there are a couple of herbs. Have you got a pencil and paper? Yep, I do. <laughs> when this was diagnosed, did your GP uh, derive it from a blood test, did she? Uh, no, I actually had an ultrasound done. I did have okay. blood tests as well, but okay. it was mostly from the ultrasound, okay. I think. The ultrasound was probably as a result of your GP seeing that your liver enzymes were elevated? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So, okay, look, that's good that you've done that because if this treatment is going to help you, and in most cases it does help to some degree, uh, A, your GP should be informed so that she can then Google up and see what you, do, what you are doing, and B, your condition can be monitored down the track if there is a need to. Uh, let me ask you, are you symptomatic? Do you have any symptoms of, uh, of bloatedness, of, uh, of abdominal pain? Yes, and, yes, you do. all those sort of things. Okay. You're not a big drinker? No, and that's a really interesting yes, part yes, because yes. I've hardly drank anything oh, at all in the last few years. Oh, I hear I that all the time. Drink, mm. um, which, you know, then, uh, you know, that sort of frustrates me a bit because I think, oh, I think that I'm doing a lot of healthy things. Yep. But yet I've still got the problem. Well, what I suggest you do is uh, take on board the following. If you start to use these two herbs, you should find some relief of your symptoms and your doctor mm-hmm. should be able to see some improvement in your blood test results pertaining to the liver. And if you were to have a scan, maybe even some alteration in fatty infiltration. The most important herb, and I say this to listeners generally, yep. who have uh, may not just have fatty liver but may have other uh, liver pathologies the most important herb uh, universally recognized for addressing many liver conditions is the herb known as st mary's thistle oh okay right now uh, unfortunately uh, it's it's a weed and round your place at certain times of the year it grows in great proliferation but I'm not suggesting that you go and use St Mary's thistle that you picked from the wayside because you'd, you'd be uh, uh, rather brutalised if you were to try to pick it. Now look go to your pharmacy or your health food store up there and get a preparation of St Mary's thistle with a standardised level of Silymarin, S-I-L-Y M-A-R-I-N Now Silymarin is the main chemical constituent in St Mary's thistle in the same way that curcumin is the main active principle in turmeric. So you need to make a beeline and get a standardised preparation of St Mary's thistle and take it regularly on a daily basis as stipulated um, on the on the dosage uh, panel. The second thing is the second thing is you should start to use regularly some dandelion coffee or dandelion tea. Right, dandelion coffee or dandelion tea. Uh, Whilst St Mary's thistle is really the most remarkable remedy for addressing uh, liver diseases or pathologies, dandelion is one of the most remarkable remedies for maintaining the functional status of the liver. Now, you can get what's called Symingtons. You get it from the supermarket. You you can get Symingtons dandelion tea. Right, start to use that on a daily basis. And when you are at your supermarket or your fruit shop, get hold of some globe artichoke. Okay, yeah. And start eating that. Globe artichoke <laughs> is a vegetable that has a remarkable effect on addressing liver conditions. If you do those three things, I would yep. be the most surprised person 
if down the track you didn't get back on the program and say, hey, my, uh, my fatty liver has improved? Oh, I just, um, yeah, I just wanted to know that if I could do anything at all that yep. was going to help. Now, the other thing I would suggest you do, uh, send a stamp addressed envelope yep. to my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. And ask for the information on St Mary's Thistle yep. from from Dr Weiss's book, and we'll send it to you. Okay. Okay. Thank you for your call, Melissa, and good luck with that. And that brings health naturally to an end today. Thank you, Dennis Stewart. Good, good program, Jane. Be back next Friday after the midday news on Two NURFM.